Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am recording this intro in the wee hours of the morning, so if my voice sounds strange, it's not because I'm sick, it's because I'm barely awake. So with that being said, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, As you know, I like to stay on top of current events, Um, always really kind of interested in pop culture, kind of like scratch it on a surface level though. Uh, There's people that go way deeper into it, and uh, my expertise is not that. So uh, I had a lot of fun talking about Space Jam and the Looney Tunes and the, all the satanic imagery uh, throughout time with Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes, the uh, Saturn worship, all the dark references to uh, dark entities out there. It's really fun, though. Uh, awesome, awesome episode with Jason, who was on that Delta episode just a couple episodes back. Fun, fun stuff. Housekeeping up front, as always, guys. Episodes always brought to you first and foremost by the Patreon subscribers. Whether you're giving three, five, or ten dollars, you really do help make the show happen, and I appreciate that very much. Dangerous World Podcast is all that you need to do. You search patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Sorry, again, I'm very tired, a little confused here. This is much more difficult when you're uh, running on a little bit of sleep. Um, But yeah, guys, uh, a really cool feature that uh, Patreon offers you is it gives each one of you a private RSS feed where you can just simply go and access that off Patreon, plug it into your podcatcher. You do that one time and you're listening to the full episodes for the same, or I should say the full episodes the same way that you listen to the free episodes just right there in your Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening now. So fun feature. If you need help, I can walk you through that. If you just message me on Patreon or DM me on Instagram. So uh, again, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Really appreciate that guys. Dangerousworldstore.com. All t-shirts are 1776 and free shipping in the United States. Discounted rates around the world. Brand new design on there called Accept the Truth. like you to go check that out. Let me know if you like it, what you think, and uh, get those shipped out here very soon. Last but not least, guys, I need more uh, need more promo codes going through Manscaped.com, okay? Uh, I know that, you know, I'm not pressuring too much, I hope, but uh, they're, you know, giving us this trial run, and they want us to be selling them some stuff. So uh, this may be the last episode with them. I'm not sure. Haven't reached out to them. They haven't reached out to me uh, in a while. So just using the promo code DANGER, head on over there, manscaped.com. You can get this fourth-generation performance package that comes with that lawnmower 4.0. And something really cool that they just sent me, the Wee Whacker for those nose hairs and the ear hairs. Uh, I have the former thankfully not the latter at least i haven't been told about any ears hair ear hairs 
but yeah, I mean, awesome, awesome stuff. Two million worldwide, just over that, I believe, because uh, I'm on there now too. And uh, I mean, awesome stuff that they've got, you know, ceramic blade on this lawnmower, the LED, the um, all the freaking wireless charging. It's awesome. <clears throat> Most quality shaver I've ever owned. But uh, I mean, just really cool company, man. They help fight testicular cancer, which is the number one cancer that affects young males. So I always appreciate when companies do things like that. And they've been very supportive of us, man. Um, so, you know, like I said, really like to keep them on board. So if you want to support the podcast, you want to support a cool medium sized company, it's not that big of a company, you know, they're still kind of growing themselves. And, um, you know, I, I like, uh, you know, kind of using these companies, supporting these companies that seem to have some morals behind them as well. So head on over to manscape.com, help us keep them on board, whether you're spending like eight bucks on some soap, some bomb soap, by the way ball deodorant the foot deodorant which i have both um really really cool products amazing smells and uh you can either get something small or you can really kind of hook yourself up and get some nice lawnmower action get your body ready for the summer you know what i mean trim all that weird body hair that you got i know you got a happy trail belly button hair everyone does you gotta you gotta admit it don't lie about it but you can hide it very easily with manscaped.com okay Enter the promo code danger at manscaped.com. You get 20% off free shipping with the promo code danger at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped, baby. Okay. Thank you, Manscaped. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. And thank you, listeners. This is going to be a fun one. Looney Tunes, all that dark stuff with Space Jam with Jason, Colorado Dank 99. Enjoy the episode, everybody. So, Jason, dude, you're coming back pretty quick. Uh, I think you were in two, like, not the last episode, but the one just before that. And you're hopping back on, and we're going to talk a little bit about Space Jam and the Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, all that occult nonsense that these guys are perpetuating. First of all, dude, anything changed in Colorado? You sent me some pretty interesting links about the CDC, so I'm curious what's going on there. Yeah, I just saw that today. Um, so the CDC is coming out and telling all vaccinated people that they need to uh, get ready to start wearing masks again indoors, which they didn't say anything about the unvaccinated that I saw. Um, but I haven't looked into it too deep. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not really seeing people wear masks anywhere I go anymore. I mean, it, you know, that's a shocker a to see that. We've been saying that the whole time, you know, like at least, you know, we have in the podcast, a lot of people in the community have been saying like, dude, they're going to make people think that just because you got vaccinated, you're good to go. But it's kind of like this like snake analogy. I think I heard Alex Jones actually using it. We're like a boa constrictor or something. They'll squeeze their animal or their prey until they're almost Mm -hmm. dead. They'll lighten up and then they'll really go in for the kill. And that's it. So like we just felt that first little constriction and now they're letting up. We feel kind of like good now that Biden's here. Right. Uh, And then now it's all it's all getting worse, dude. So it's just going to be fascinating to see where this goes and how far they want to push it. Um, Since we're talking about athletes, too, dude, you know, I don't know if you pay much attention to the Olympics. I can't stand it anymore. I was hoping you would bring it up, actually. (laughs) I haven't paid attention to it, but uh, I did notice uh, this Simone, not to cut you off, but uh, this Simone uh, Biles character yeah. 
rep- representing Baphomet. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Especially well, since they're now talking about the superhero gene and we're supposed to be like like the Olympians. I think it's kind of it kind of coincides. Dude, she dropped out. She dropped out of the Olympics, man. Yeah, she was oh, representing wow. the United States. How was she representing Baphomet? What did you see there? Uh, she had I saw somewhere where she had she has clothing that has a goat on it. She called herself the goat. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I like I said, I don't really watch it. I just saw that stuff. Yeah, I see that she would draw it. I just saw that she does wear this goat. I believe it's on her her clothing. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, so like what the reason I was bringing up the Olympics is because with this second space gen that was just released, they're really trying to cram certain athletes down our throats. LeBron James is obviously the one that really comes to my mind. There's other ones. Conor McGregor is one on a much smaller scale, but um, I mean, Michael Jordan, no one really had to, he didn't really have to tell you how good he was. He showed it right. He He was was good. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And like, he had a great team behind him, but so did LeBron James, especially when he was with the Cavs, he had Kyrie Irving, um, he had love. He had like all these people that were pretty solid and, you know, they're really trying to shove this dude down our throat. And with the Olympic athletes, they're complaining about the heat in Japan. Right. I mean, that's fascinating to me. Oh, I see what you're showing. Yeah. Yeah. She made her own goat, goat emoji for Twitter. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what I saw. Yeah, dude, we'll have to post that on the Instagram there. Because, yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, obviously, a lot of people, you know, in sports reference themselves as the GOAT. They shouldn't. Other people should. Again, now, like, that like just I'm started. Saying. I heard you talking about that on the McGregor show. Now, that just started in this last, you know, six to eight years. Of yeah. after I would say after 2012 is when you started really hearing that. And that kind of is funny because of the Nostradamus. And the mind is talking about the world's going to end and a new age will start. And then it's it's kind of it's kind of strange how that all kind of goes together i mean i it started with the first person i can recall was i think little wayne talking about it you know i think it was right before he got drake and all into all that he was talking about um you know he's the goat he's the greatest of all time and all this stuff and then you hear all then you hear eminem and all these other people saying it and then all of a sudden after it went through the rap industry then it went to, to MTV and all that. And then you started seeing the actual sports uh, commentators calling these people the goat of all time. It's like, man, how many goats is there? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you think there could only be one, right? Well, I actually heard it much earlier. I heard it probably in 2006, 2007. Um, I was really big into motocross, and uh, there was this guy, oh, Ricky okay. Carmichael, who was, I, I mean, yeah, dude, he was killing the game, and uh, people were calling him the goat of motocross and as far as i'm concerned he is the greatest of all time when it comes to that but yeah dude just um i mean you have these athletes that are complaining about the weather with the olympics they're because you know supposedly japan lied about what the weather was going to be and i just find it to be Mm -hmm. like the athletes today are just not what they used to be they're so much more soft and they are more out there for the sponsors and the money, they don't really just want to be the greatest. They want to be the goat. They don't want to be the greatest, though. Um, I I would have to say they're just they're just cookie cutters now. They're not there's nothing special about them. I wonder when that changed, dude. Like you're saying 2012, I'm saying 2006, 2007. I just don't know uh, why it got so overhyped and so political. That's obviously all contrived. But um, I mean, let's get into Space Jam, dude. Like, 
you sent me yeah. something pretty interesting with the numerology aspect yeah. of 23 specifically, right? Because you have LeBron yep. James and Michael Jordan both being 23. I yep. did and something. For reason. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. And I, you know, I did something before I checked that out, uh, kind of researching a little bit about Space Jam and about uh, these guys' careers. Obviously, very different people in their personal lives, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Uh, Jordan had for this... one Jordan has respect <laughs> well for sure but I mean I mean people respect LeBron James but for the wrong reasons in my opinion right and it's not it's yeah, not yeah. As, it's not as wide reaching as mm-hmm. as Michael Jordan's respect but um, you know a big gambler right. uh, supposedly his father was sacrificed because of his gambling and because of like the the uh, the problems that he caused the NBA um, but mm. I took Space Jam and I plugged it into gamatrix.org, which is where you okay. can type in any word and it'll give you the, the gamatria value of said word. And it'll also take other words and phrases that add up to the same thing. So for instance, Space Jam in Jewish gamatria is 790. Okay. 790 is also these few different phrases that relate to the Bible or to demons right here. So you've got mm-hmm. Lord God Almighty. Okay. Encounter the Lord the second coming of Christ. And this is kind of interesting because when we get into the second movie, this is kind of like they're painting the number 23 to be Jesus Christ. And this is the second coming of space jam, right? God's human soul. The true name of God is also demonic military Saturn incarnate. Okay. I mean, Saturn incarnate. We see those in the rings in space jam And then not related to the Bible, you have XRP and XLM. Those are two cryptocurrencies that are very popular. XRP, yeah. Yeah, dude. And so, like, is this the mark of the beast or something? You know what I mean? So, man, I was that's what I was saying last time uh, off off script, uh, off camera, off recording was we should do a cryptocurrency one, man, because if you get into Ethereum, I mean, I can go I can go for an hour or two just on cryptocurrency and how Satoshi Nakamoto is. Um, he's this anonymous character that nobody knows who he is. They're just guessing. They say it's decentralized, yet it's being controlled. And I believe that's by the decentralized bankers. Uh, if you look at Ethereum, it's two two pyramid deltas, one up, one down, and that is as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, it goes all through it. You got Doge, which I posted a coin of Anubis. It's a gold coin with the pyramids in the background. And it's Anubis. That could be Doge, modern day. So oh, Anubis sure. is the, he's the he's the god of death, pretty much. He's the one that takes you down to the underworld to to Osiris to be judged. Damn, so, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, see, there's so much with numbers and with the with this crypto stuff. It just it, it you can get lost in it, honestly. Um, so yeah. what I mentioned there with the 790, that's that Jewish gematria for Space Jam mm-hmm. and for the English and also the simple uh, gematria. English is 408 with Space Jam and English sure. uh, or I'm sorry, and simple with Space Jam is 68. And those are always the same words. So with Space Jam, you also get Easter and you also get Baron, like Trump's son's name. And I'm going to get more yeah. into that later uh, because there's Baron, something. That, yeah. There's something fascinating with the whole Baron thing and with the original Space Jam, dude. So, um, oh, with the original Space Jam. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about the, the 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 stories about him and the time traveling and all that. Okay. No, dude, this shit's gonna blow your mind when I tell you what's going on with Baron Forty Five and the original Space Jam, which Forty Five mm-hmm. is Donald Trump, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. So let's get into uh, LeBron, or I'm sorry, Michael Jordan with the Jewish Gamatria. 851. Okay. Michael Jordan's Jewish Gamatria 851 is also the devil, the Trinity, and the return of Christ. Fascinating combination right there. Okay. Now, LeBron sounds James. Like the Antichrist to me. If you think about it, the devil and the return, that sounds like the Antichrist because he yeah. will come as the angel of light. Yeah. And the yeah. Trinity, dude. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron James Jewish one is 923, which right there, when you're getting 923 as your Jewish gematria, that's something mm-hmm. meaningful. Nine is the number of man, and 23 is what we're talking about right here, right? And and nine is is brought up, uh, if you, have you ever heard of the ninth of Av? It's the calamities that all the Jewish people went through throughout history. Oh, shit. No, I've never heard of that, dude. See, I'm dude, trying to really out. educate myself on... Yeah. The the religions and like Bible, what is it? Uh, eschatology or whatever, where it's like comparing religions. That might be completely yeah. wrong, but I'm fascinated with that, dude. And I think that there's something to be said there because we're seeing more references in pop culture, like yeah. undertones of references to all of this shit. And it's crazy, but dude. And the so- funny thing about you saying that is they say that he doesn't exist and they constantly are mocking him. So how can people believe that he doesn't exist if they're mocking him constantly? Yeah. The mocking tongue. I mean, uh, Jim Carrey, and as we'll get into that and everything as well with the numerology. But if you think about it, if somebody that doesn't exist, why would you keep bringing attention to it constantly in everything you do? Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, with with those two that I mentioned with Space Jam and, and Michael Jordan's Gamatria, uh, the the craziest one is LeBron James Gamatria, dude. So like I said, it's nine twenty three, and get this, dude, Illuminati nine twenty three, yeah, nine twenty three, twenty third, yeah, yeah, Illuminati puppet is nine twenty three as well, and the Angel of Destruction is also nine twenty three. So I mean, we can all agree that LeBron James is clearly an Illuminati puppet um angel of destruction that's a reach but it's just kind of interesting that he's got those two and in english lebron james is 684 and so is adrenochrome i mean that like you can't make this shit up dude and yeah that's crazy we're bashing on lebron james quite a bit here and we're going to throughout the majority of this episode but i gotta give credit where credit's due lebron james knows he's the only one powerful enough to really change policy in the nba and he made it so that the NBA is not going to make it mandatory for the players to get the vaccine in order to play. That's admirable, honestly. It really is. Um, I'm not saying that he's a good guy for it. It's kind of an interesting thing because he is so on board with everything. You know, he's an Illuminati puppet, just as yeah. the Jewish Gematria says with 923. Um, but speaking of 23, let's get into 23 a little bit and why that's so significant. What do you got for 23? All right, man. So this is, I mean, first of all, you got the movie with Jim Carrey, like I was saying, 23, and he was going crazy because he just found 23 in everything. Everything added up to 23. And it's now a lot. A, yeah, and I'm about to get into that. It's, um, it's a very significant number. So the most famous and quoted of all the Psalms in Psalms in the Bible is 23, chapter 23. Um, it's believed that Adam and Eve had 23 daughters. Yeah. Uh, the 23,000th verse of the Bible is Zechariah 8:23. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that 10 men shall take out of all languages of, of the nations and it even shall take hold of the skirt with him that is a Jew, saying, you will go with you, for we have 
heard that God is with you. And then you got Jezebel is referenced 23, 23 times, times in the Bible. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. And, and it, what dude, I the found... The list is so vast. We could go for hours on this, man. It oh, yeah. Keeps going. One of the crazier things that I saw was that two-thirds of the angels, so you got two, three, two-thirds yeah. of the angels stayed up with God in heaven and one-third fell down with Lucifer, right? Not yeah. only that, but you got all these false flags that have some 9-11 ties or some 23 ties. I'm sorry. So 9-11, yeah. 2001, you take that 9 plus 11 mm-hmm. plus 2 plus 1, what do you get? 23. The Chilean mining disaster, 33 miners. That's a good number right there, too. 33 yeah. miners are stuck 2,300 feet below the ground. And guess what's fucking weird about that, dude? In Chile, mm-hmm. they've been using the metric system since 1848. So why are they yeah. measuring in feet? Because it's 2,300. That's the only reason, dude. Yeah. Hiroshima then, bomb was dropped at 8.15 a.m. Yeah. 8 plus one, uh, eight plus 15 is 23. Okay. Yeah. Oklahoma City bombing and Waco, the incident in Waco, both on different years on 4.19. And what's yeah. kind of more crazy is that Trump announced he was running 23 years later to the day yeah. after yeah. OKC, dude. I mean... It goes on and yeah. on. The Titanic sank Dude. on 415, 19, uh, 12. I mean, you the add human those body. What's the that? human body is the funniest one because yeah, I mean, this, this is our create, this is uh, who we are. So the 46 chromosomes, yep. when you have, uh, so you have 46 chromosomes from the parents, I believe it is, and then 23 from each pair. So you get 23 from mom and 23 from dad. Then you yep. have the 23rd chromosome contains t- 2300 sex genes. And then the physical biorhythm is 23 days. I mean, it just keeps going. But it's Isn't in that interesting? Yeah, it's in everything. Because it's not it's like, like it's said, just like humans can't set that kind of stuff up. That was something that's something yeah. on another level. So 23 seems to have some sort of meaning. That's why they made that movie, I'm sure. And when you talk exactly, to like, yeah. when you talk to big Gamatria guys, they say 22 is the real number, the serious one. And 23 was kind of mocking Which them. 20- 22 is the predecessor. Um, that's what makes it so significant. It's, the, it's also a master uh, number. Yeah. So also, if you get into Tesla, he said the keys to the universe are 369. And 369 is the most common numbers out of out of almost all the numbers. I mean, like I said, ninth of all, you got the, the like you said, the number of man. And then if you look into the, to, to Genesis, God spoke us into existence he spoke everything into existence and that gets into numbers because yeah. you know everything is made up of numbers that's why they're so important that's why at the CERN uh Hadron Collider they have numerical numbers at every smashing point mm. because it because it has a ritual uh fact to it I mean yeah, everything goes, the there. clock yeah dude yeah. I mean is, uh, since we're I, I want to wrap up with the number stuff because it can get yeah, confusing yeah, yeah. for a lot of people but um yeah. I want to I want to close off on this because there was this ring of fire moon that was on the night of June 10th, 2021, and just 36 days later, you get the release of Space Jam 2, okay? This is like mm-hmm. the whole the Saturn worship was there, and the reason that 36 is obviously very significant is because 36 666, right? 36666. It's it's very much timed and it, there's in no way that it could be just by a coincidence. And with the ring of fire, if you notice what that was, it was literally a ring of fire around the moon because of like an eclipse type situation. And you get the ring with the ring of Saturn. Space Jam has references to Saturnalia and Saturn worship. 
And uh, again, dude, just so much hidden symbolism in mm-hmm. Space Jam in 23. And then, in my opinion, in the gematria values of LeBron James and uh, LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan, you mentioned Kobe Bryant a little bit, and he wasn't yeah. only a Satanist. He was part of this whole thing with oh, the number yeah, eight. Um, you want to talk about that just for a minute here? Yeah, so he had the – okay, so first of all, Kobe – uh, Kobe was great. He said he even had a quote that he wanted to die a legend and live forever yeah. and us worship him as if he was a god is what he was saying. So he had the number eight on his jersey. It was a gold jersey, which I'll get into what the significance of gold is, is the golden era, the awakening of the consciousness. Uh, just as Adam and Eve, when they ate that, the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge, they became with the wisdom and awareness of God. And that's that's the trick of being a living God is, is coming back to that golden era. That's why you see them all in gold. So he had gold. He had the number eight. That number eight is infinity. If you look into Aurorabis, uh, it's a reincarnation. So he believes that he will keep living on. He's not going to die. So that's why he wanted to die young, live out as a legend, and be reincarnated to live again as a legend. I mean, as a God, pretty much. You know, so it's kind of weird too, dude. Was, yeah. When when Kobe died, the uh, AFC NFC football game was going to, and the final scores. Mm-hmm. Since we were just talking about Gamatria, the final scores. I forget exactly what it was, but in Gamatria, it translated to Kobe death. I mean, you can't you can't just say that those are all coincidences. You know what I mean? Or or the Drake song, the Drake song where he talked about. Um, uh, what, I don't remember the whole verse. I remember he said, "Why did uh, talking about Kobe? He's like they chose him. Why did it have to be him or something like that?" And then he died in the in the helicopter crash. And I believe in the music video he was in a helicopter or something like that. I uh, I also thought it was pretty funny that Kim Kardashian's backyard was yeah, where yeah. they where they crashed. You know, isn't that in um, the uh, what what uh, district is um, is uh, mm-hmm. Calabasas? It's like the sixty sixth or. Or I'm something not, weird. It's not positive. It's, the yeah. number is is messed up. I I don't know the stuff off the top of my head, but yeah. So let's get into the Looney Tunes, dude. Since this is yeah, yeah. Space Jam, right? Yeah, so exactly. when I was kind of doing research on these guys, I I was curious because I was wondering, like, why are they picking these animals? You know what I mean? Why why the rabbit? Mm-hmm. Why the duck? Why the pig? Um, it's a it's a cool idea. And as a kid or as a parent, you just think kind of like, oh, that's a cute thing. You know what I mean? Like it's like. Yeah it's something it's personifying cute little animals. You know, there's no, there's no yeah. harmful animals other than maybe the Tasmanian devil, but uh, he's uh-huh. just like this dumb kind of like oafish character, but the most cunning out of all of them and arguably the main character is Bugs Bunny. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the rabbit is very interesting in the occult world with like native American uh, culture and in Christian culture, obviously, but with native Americans, they believed that, the rabbit acted as a guy between heaven, earth, and hell. And they kind of also see them as shapeshifters, not only because they zig and zag when they're running to get away from prey, but they blend in very well with their environment. doesn't matter if it's in the desert or like a meadow or a forest or whatever. They're, they consider them to be shapeshifters, the Native Americans, that is. Um, and it's also kind of interesting that they see it both as a trickster and a bringer of life as well as a magical being. So they Mm. like, there's other tribes too that acknowledge the rabbit lives in fear and therefore danger would kind of follow the rabbit. Um, 
you get kind of more of that trickster vibe from Bugs Bunny. He's kind of like that sneaky one. He's like pulling, oh, yeah. he's pulling Lola Bunny. He's getting all the the cool shit. He's he's obviously the leader. But what I found the most interesting, dude, was the Christianity uh, kind of take on the rabbit. Obviously, Easter, right? And I want you to talk yeah. about uh, when we get into the new version of Space Jam. Supposedly, Bugs dies and then comes back just like Jesus did on Easter, and this is why I'm we celebrate too- Easter. Well, I, I didn't say Easter. Um, so he he dies in two D, then comes back in three D gotcha. into the three D world. So, uh, you know, he he went from animated two D into three D. Um, there's another funny thing. Um, whenever they went down into the earth to get him, he's tricking. He was tricking them. You know, he's he's a trickster, like you said. He tried to trick him. Like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy. Oh, he does this. He does that. He has long ears. He eats carrots. Oh no! I never seen him, and he starts hopping off to get away. So I mean, it, it, you're right about that. He's he's a trickster. He likes to uh, he likes to to leave illusion. Yeah. Oh, well, wouldn't you also kind of say? Bugs. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that since he dies in one world and comes back in another, wouldn't you say that's kind of a resurrection? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I thought it was funny that he died in two D, and he made sure to to talk about it in these movies that he's two D. And he didn't like it to become 3D. And he said, AIG is a Nimrod. You know what I'm saying? Like, he literally called him Nimrod. And that's where the saying Nimrod comes from is is uh, in representation of worshiping Nimrod. What, who what's is AIG? Dalel. Are you talking about the so AIG is the AI God is what it's called. Oh. Um, this, is in, this is in Looney Tunes, uh, the second, the, the, what is it? Uh, Space Jam 2. Um, this guy... Yeah, he calls himself AIG. A it's artificial intelligence god, the hive, the hive mind. And um wow, yeah, let's dude. let's let's dive in let's dive into the 1996 first because I don't want to get ahead because it it's it is a remake. The newer version is a remake in from the first one. Um oh for so, sure. I mean I got I got some more on the Looney Tunes here, dude. Um I got okay, a lot yeah, more on the Looney Tunes. So I like, <laughs> you can with- go for days, I'm sure. Well, yeah. So, like, uh, in that first one, like you said, when when Michael Jordan gets sucked down into the hole, um, when yeah. he meets Bugs Bunny for the first time, Bugs Bunny does reference the Easter Bunny there. He's like, "What do you expect, the Easter Bunny here?" You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of just like a, a a little nod to the audience that uh, you know it, that there is some some symbolism there. Uh, the duck, obviously yeah. Daffy Duck here. Uh, this is the last one I'll do as far as these guys go, because in my opinion, they're they're really the main characters of the Looney Tunes. But um, obviously a duck, what, what's very interesting about a duck is that mm-hmm. they're comfortable in all forms on Earth. They, they're comfortable yeah. on land, they're comfortable in water, and they're comfortable mm-hmm. in air, right? Uh, not yeah. many animals are, are the same. They're also very curious and clueless, uh and and what was interesting was the site that i was doing research on they even referenced donald and daffy duck as like perfect personified representations of what a duck is in the esoteric um so kind of interesting dude obviously you've got the cat you've got the pig you've got all these other things too um but what i started out doing my research with was the early looney tunes cartoons okay (laughs) tons of nods to satan in these early early looney tunes oh, yeah. cartoons and the merry melodies you remember merry melodies mm, not off the top of my head no yeah merry melodies was the freaking uh it was like the short the short films featuring the looney tunes and it was kind of a uh a sister company if you will 
But um, there's a few that were very notable. One of the ones was it was called Going to Heaven on a Mule. This was back in 1934, and it was a Merry yeah, Melody short. Okay, the whole plot of it is it's it's a short short film. A lazy man, and what's kind of fucked up? It was clearly a black dude. They were very racist in these cartoons back then. Um, but a lazy dude working on a plantation has a nightmare where he rides to uh, up to heaven on a mule but he drinks alcohol from a tree. And this is kind of like that Adam and Eve reference where he's taking some forbidden shit and he gets kicked down to hell. And that's literally how it ends. Okay. It's just this black dude going up to heaven has the opportunity to live eternally in peace, but he drinks, he makes the wrong decision. He drinks alcohol, gets kicked down to hell from a mule again, back in 34, not much creativity there from a mule. You said, yeah. Oh, that's fun. I was thinking about Pinocchio. Because Pinocchio did the unforbidden, then he became a donkey and was kicking what was uh, hanging. He's pretty much hanging with all the donkeys and mules, remember? And then he goes into a hellish nightmare because he did what his father told him not to do, just like God told Adam not to do that. And then, you know, don't, don't eat from this this uh, forbidden fruit. Um, and then the, the, the devil, the serpent, comes and is telling them, hey, you know, he doesn't want you to be a god. He doesn't want you to live amongst the gods. He wants to keep it from you. And that was that's where I like to, to, to first of all, this is where all this really has a foundation of what's going on. It's the 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 lie, the illusion, the the, the illusion that you can become a living God and be on the same oh, yeah. plane as Yahweh. That's the lie. I, I wanted to save this to talk about with um <laughs> with uh in the next episode that I was gonna do with a buddy of mine too. Yeah. Uh, there, there was in I think 1977 there was a uh, a very low publicized news channel that got hacked into supposedly, and mm. some aliens were talking on this channel. I clearly do not believe that these were aliens talking because they were talking mm-hmm. English. Um, but this is back in 77 again, and they said in the message, as we move into the age of Aquarius, it could be a great opportunity for humanity to go through a great awakening. But yeah, that, you guys, I'm you guys will that. fail. Yeah, and he said in this this voice says, "You will fail, and the earth will end." He literally says this in this hacked message back in the '70s, and it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do more research on it. So Yahweh, Yahweh actually says different. He says, "Man will succeed, but it will be for a short time." Well, sure. I mean, I I think that good always ends up winning in the end. I think yeah. that 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 evil, uh, it it looks almost overwhelming that evil is going to win, but then by some miracle, good prevails. Um, but what it what it seemed like this voice was saying in back in in seventy seven, it made was it Eisenhower. Was that Eisenhower's era? Uh, no, Eisenhower was in the sixties, I believe. Correct? Was it the sixties? Because he's the one that met with the Greys, and that's around the time that they had the orbs of light. And he like yeah. Went and met with the, the well, Eisenhower was before Kennedy, if I'm not mistaken. If you want to look it up, go for it. But I'm I think... looking it up right now. Yeah, um, that had to have been like uh, not Carter, maybe Carter actually, um, in the seventies. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll let you look that up. But yeah, another one of these uh, Mary Melodies short. It's actually a Looney Tune short. It was called Satan's Waiting, and this is in nineteen fifty four. Actually, titling a kid's cartoon Satan's Waiting. It's kind of fucked up. But Sylvester the cat is chasing Tweety around, and he dies one time, and his spirit goes. Uh, it, it, you know his his spirit goes to like this area where there's two escalators there's one going up one going down the one going up 
is crossed off. Like he can't, it's like being repaired, right? So he's forced to take this escalator going down. The devil, which is in the form of that Hector the bulldog, that big ass bulldog. That, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that Sylvester's scared of and kind of protects Tweety. Um, the devil has to trick Sylvester out of his remaining eight lives, okay? Because cats have nine lives, right? Yeah. So yeah. he does that number nine again. <laughs> exactly. And the number eight, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, repeated over and over again you can drive yourself yeah. crazy trying to find that stuff yeah eisenhower was 61 he, he his term was from from uh 53 to 61 um real quick i, I don't want to get too off track the easter the easter holiday was ishtar uh easter was originally the celebration of ishtar the Assyrian and babylonian goddess of fertility and sex and then as because it's the goddess of fertility that's where you got the easter egg and then you have the bonnie rabbit well yeah. and you get you get that too with the cat. The Egyptians uh, took uh, the cat to Isis, like that, uh, they, or they equated the cat to Isis, which is uh, essentially, you know, the moon goddess, the goddess of fertility, and all that stuff too. Yeah, so, Inanna. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, um, but yeah, back actually, to this... the, the egg is actually Ishtar's symbol. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's oh, actually nice. her symbol. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, fertility right there again. But yeah, so you got. Um, Back to this, this Satan's witness thing where this bulldog, <laughs> no, no, you're good, dude. Um, where this, this uh, demonic bulldog is trying to trick Sylvester out of his remaining lives. Um, he tries in all kinds of different disguises. I think he's Yosemite Sam. He's all kinds of different disguises trying to yep. kill Sylvester. And he, Sylvester ends up just locking himself in a bank vault. And he's like he's fine he's like i don't care i don't have to deal with that cat i don't gotta or i don't gotta deal with the bird i don't gotta deal with the devil but two bank robbers come in and blow themselves and sylvester up and all three of them go to hell together okay kind of interesting weird little story for a kid kind of interesting they made it three yeah yeah you get your three people going down yeah i mean that that's kind of like reoccurring in this kind of shit though right um, my favorite one out of these these little uh, Looney Tunes shorts and Merry Melody shorts was the Looney Looney yeah. Looney Bugs Bunny movie. And this was in 1981, so I'm kind of jumping forward here a little bit. This is a Looney Tunes, uh, you know, regular length film. Now Yosemite Sam tries to get the granny, uh, tries to kind of like get with her. You know what I mean? A little a uh, little yeah. sex time and stuff. And this it's mm. because Granny inherited 50 million dollars. Okay, fifty millions okay. kind of, kind of just like a. I mean, that's a shitload of money back then too. But uh, Bugs Bunny hears Sam y- Yosemite Sam's plot and tries to kind of divert him away, and later kills him by dropping a safe on him in perfect Looney Tunes style, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Bugs Bunny goes to hell, or I'm sorry, Yosemite Sam goes to hell after Bugs Bunny kills him, and the devil offers Yosemite Sam the opportunity to take bugs bunny's soul and give it to the devil in order for yosemite sam to get out of hell and to be able to just do his own thing he comes back in different disguises he's a saudi arabian in one he's a roman and bugs bunny just recognizes this each time so he's able to stay away um but there's a weird ending to this one dude so bugs bunny is hosting the looney tunes version of the oscars which weird enough they call the oswalds like lee harvey oswald yeah, um, yeah, and Daffy Duck, who you know, Black Duck, uh, are very clear reference. Um, do you do you remember Roger Rabbit, dude? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. 
Did you ever see the scene where Daffy Duck, who's a black duck, was playing in a piano competition against Donald Duck, who's a white duck? And Donald Duck, who you can't really understand, he clearly calls him a darn stubborn N-word. I mean, clear as day. Once you hear it, you cannot unhear it. Um, Yeah. That's when they were at the theater setting and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. And, and yeah, so, so what's kind of interesting here is that uh, Daffy Duck is complaining that Bugs Bunny won this Oswald award and he, him and Bugs Bunny play for the Oswald and whoever doesn't win the Oswald sacrifices their soul. They literally say, we're going to play for our soul to get this Oswald award. Um, he states in the end that cause Daffy obviously loses. He claims in the end, you obviously have to kill yourself to win an award in this town. Dang, that's crazy. That's just like, uh, I mean, that's just like LeBron and his pre-game, pre-game rituals, man. Like he's literally sold his soul for fame. Yeah. So, so that he could be on that level of playing that. I mean, even though he may be good, he uses those rituals to be better. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Tom Brady supposedly has done these two with his wife, uh, who is, yeah, a, is you know, that. supposedly mm-hmm. a witch and they do like, you know, sigil magic and ritualistic type stuff. Free um, game too. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, what's kind of cool about all these little things and where I did my research, you can, you can find and you can watch all of these shorts and all these little films on, uh, Looney Tunes fandom. I think it's called, uh, dot wiki. Okay. So if you guys want to check those out, it's a fun little thing. I watched, uh, the only one I watched was uh, Now Hear This. And it's like the story where uh, a deaf guy loses his hearing horn and Satan's horn breaks off. And uh, the guy uses Satan's horn as a hearing horn. And he starts hearing all kinds of demonic voices and all kinds of weird shit. It's only like eight minutes. um, Right. But fascinating stuff. So uh, with that being said, I mean, we kind of laid down the groundwork of how demonic and satanic... uh, uh, the Looney Tunes can be and just like, you know, their, their history of kind of referencing this stuff. So let's get into this first space jam, the original one with Michael Jordan back in 1966 and all of the weird kind of symbolism that kind of laid the groundwork for this one to come up uh, years later. All right. So the first, the, first of all, the logo, if you look at the logo is, is Saturn. I mean, you can't get more, Saturn than the logo 100% you know uh, then you go into the very first opening scene and there's a shooting star and like I said on our last our last podcast the shooting star is in representation of Lucifer's fall from heaven he fell like a light like a shooting star like a lightning bolt from the heavens and took a third of the angels with him which like I said is number 33 um and and then also like right the the opening song was I believe I can fly mm-hmm. and like I said that's that's the term of a living God that's why they are always talking about flying they they want to be angels they want to be able to fly like the angels and be a god well dude when, so, when when the first one uh, when the first movie starts it's an it's a, a scene the opening credits it's the moon that's Isis right there it's it's a it's a direct Inanna, yeah. call to Isis and it's sort of panning away from the moon mm-hmm. no you're right you're right yeah it's Anana uh, Anana was uh the predecessor name from Ishtar then went from Ishtar to Isis um mm. I mean you're I mean, it's it, it's it's very intriguing for sure, man. Because I mean, it's almost scene after scene. Um, you know, 
after young Mike is talking, he's talking to his dad about his dreams and everything. And then he's like, and then his dad asked him, he's like, so after all these dreams, he's like, I guess you're going to fly, huh? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, okay. So Mike worships the basketball. Okay. So if you look at basket, that, that number six, and then ball is bell, like bell L, um, which is from the Canaan's. And that's also, also, if you think about it, he wears a red and white Bulls uniform. So not only does he have Bel-El on his uniform, but he has red and white, which is blood sacrifice. Dude, red, white, and black, too, just like the Nazi flag. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. And let's see. All right, so the golden calf um, that Mo- that Moses' brother Aaron made for him made for the Jewish people while they were waiting after their escape from Egypt. Moses went on the mountain of Mount Sinai to talk to God. He was behind the burning bush, gave him the Ten Commandments. In his stead, Aaron, uh, the people grew weary, and they they built, uh, they took all the golden earrings from the Egypt that the Egyptians gave them and turned them into a golden calf. And then that there, there's where they worshiped the golden calf at the bottom of Mount Sinai. And that that is mm. thought to be Belel. So Belel is Lucifer. So you have when L means God. So they looked at him as God. That's why they called him Bel L. And there was a fight during the Canaan days between L and Bel. And you, you so mentioned that, you mentioned right away too the uh, I believe I can fly song. You know who sings that? Yeah. No, uh, Boys and Men. R. Kelly, dude, a pedophile. R. Kelly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crazy, huh? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's it's all about child sacrifices. So, um, Belel was the bull god. He was the fertility god. He was a storm god. So they, the what the Canaanites did was instead of asking El or Elohim, uh, Yahweh, to help and assist with fertility, they went to Belel or and then gave him their children. They sacrificed their children to have nourishment to have uh, the storm God give them water. And, and with them doing that, these, this is the golden era. This is where they lived for longevity, vitality. Like they lived hundreds of years and they died with smooth skin. Uh, they were that rich in nourishment. And that's what they want to return us to, is to the, to the days. It's called the return of the golden era. And that's what they're moving us to. We're supposed to be in that age now. And that's why you have like Elon Musk with Neuralink to make our brains even capable of this awakening, this awareness. Uh, that's, that's why they're doing all this stuff is for the belief that they can do this. They can harness all of this uh, golden era uh, type lifestyle. That's why they want to depopulate the planet is because there's no need for all of us. You well, know, they and- can live like gods. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just stepped away. I'm breaking the fourth wall here and, and uh, you know, exposing myself to the audience. But um, did you mention the whole idea of like the dark age to the bronze age or the copper age to the silver age to the gold age? Because from what you're you're saying here, it sounds like you feel that we are in the dark age currently and we're going we're to be moving to the gold age. And that takes a special mm-hmm catalyst whether it's a a leader um steve bannon actually believed that trump would move us back in time from a uh bronze age or copper age depending on how how you see it we're Uh, in the iron age right now yeah uh well i think that we're in the in the yeah the bronze or the copper age so yeah i I mean there's all kinds of different names for that the idea here is that the golden age is led by the priest state 
Um, the Silver Age is led by a military state. The Bronze or the Copper Age is is the merchant state. So this is all about corporations, which that's what I feel we're in absolutely right now. And what comes after that is the Dark Age, which is where nothing is. It's anarchy, basically. And what Steve yeah. Bannon was hoping Trump would be able to do is move us from a Bronze or Copper state to a silver state again led by the military led by warfare right this is what was going on in world war ii um where you have the fascists you have uh the the empires that were just fighting it out and it was all about who had the strongest military and whoever that was was going to come out on top luckily it was us um, but unfortunately, it does seem like we're moving very, very rapidly into a dark age. And that fits in with that EMP or that, that grid failure uh, situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, I just wanted to jump in on on that to come no, on the fine. golden age. Yeah, so um, like I said, we're in the age of Aquarius is what we're, we're in right now. That uh, a lot of people are believe the, arch- the, what is it, the archaeologists are believing that we moved into uh uh, what was it? The the Christmas star where Jupiter went behind Saturn and it had the Christmas star this past Serious? year. Serious? Yeah, they're saying that that was. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. And they're talking about this is the beginning of the age of Aquarius, which is the like I said, it's the awakening of the mind. The consciousness is supposed to pretty much, you know, go into a state of awareness and we're supposed to. Uh, I believe it's the the age of the, the awakening uh, because they believe there's going to be a great awakening in Revelation as they talk about it. That before all this stuff hits, there's going to be a great awakening and people are going to see their their consciousness is going to become aware of everything that's surrounding us, the symbols. We're going to see everything that's going on, and then the, they can't hide from us anymore. So then that's where you know that's where I think we're moving right now. It's the age of uh, Aquarius, and well, they're yeah. trying to bring us back to the golden era. I think That's that why we're doing all in, sacrificing. We're, I think we've been in the age of Aquarius since uh, 2012. And this is the idea mm-hmm. of like what Aquarius is, the water bearer, like that whole idea of like your yeah. cup runneth over, right? But it's not with money. It's in theory, uh, according to what you're saying, it's with knowledge. Like everyone is going to be rich with knowledge. Um, and that seems to be happening, but it's just like some people just don't it's really know. <laughs> Yeah, some people don't know yeah. how to how to analyze the knowledge or how to analyze the mm-hmm. the material or the facts that they're given. And so we're finding ourselves right. in this spot where the knowledge, similar to what Adam and Eve were talking about with God, where like you you guys don't need all this knowledge, right? We're getting knowledge on a different level right now. We're really kind of understanding the the political theater and the way that the world really works. And as average everyday people, maybe we were never really meant to know exactly how the world works, um, that these elites feed off of children and, and all this shit. I mean, I think it's better to know that stuff and to hopefully stop it. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I, and that's a very interesting idea, though. Yeah, but like I said, in Bel-El, that's what they did. They sacrificed their children for fertility so that they could have long lives. And they chose him over, over Yahweh. Um, so getting back to this because i don't want to get it's a lot of information um so it's just as as it goes from mike it goes into the looney tune world first thing it does is is in the right hand corner it shows saturn and then it shows a theme ride that depicts saturn 
and then they get thrown off the, the two aliens get thrown off of it and then it goes into where the diabolical scheming starts with mm. uh creating this prison planet where they can make them the theme ride the looney tunes and and then that's that's where this whole contraction goes into and i think it's funny because the little henchmen they look like the little uh uh, the mermaid, the little mermaid, the little Ursula's Earth, little, um, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what to call them, man. They did not look like the, the little, uh, little demons or whatever that Ursula had. Yeah, dude. <laughs> those do, things. Before you get too deep in the Looney Tune world, man, remember yeah, after man. when he, so when he's a kid, uh, you know, it shows the moon, he's playing basketball with his dad in the backyard as a kid. Yeah. And then it shows him at the press conference where he's announcing his retirement from basketball. And he's going to go yep. play baseball like his dad wanted him to do. Keep in mind, his dad was killed potentially by the mafia, allegedly, right? Mm. But when he goes and plays baseball, dude, the team name that he plays for is the Barons, okay? And his oh. number on his jersey is 45. So you get 45, a, a reference to Donald Trump's presidency. Donald Trump was the 45th president. Michael Jordan's yep. number on the team of the barons was 45 and donald trump has a son named baron i mean dude that is a coincidence that i found that out literally last night when i watched it for the first or for the first that, time in yeah. a long time and it blew my mind dude it really blew my mind because i was like is that barons like you know i'm, I'm sitting there and I, I kept rewinding it just to make sure but it's clear dude and then i went and looked it up yeah barons he's number 45 um i mean you can't get more on the nose than that dude it's fascinating that shit it it really tripped me out but yeah let's get into the uh the looney tunes world where uh you know michael jordan is sucked down essentially into hollow earth or the underworld uh through a golf hole okay first thing they do is they show elmer fudd and elmer fudd they do the same thing on the second movie uh whenever lebron comes down to Toon World. First of all, he's got to deal with Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd is Nimrod. He's a great hunter. And then um, mm. after, after they realize that he's got that, that they have <clears throat> that they have uh, Michael Jordan, they're like, well, damn, was like, we need we need some talent um, because they're they, he, they're all thinking, oh, these little small aliens. We got Michael Jordan. We're gonna beat them. So then they go up to the to the real world, to so the 3D world, yep. and then they they take a basketball, an enchanted basketball. And they get these other people's souls. They go inside the basketball players, like Irwin, Irwing, and and other players. I don't remember all of them. Ewing, yeah, Ewing, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. But dude, what's like? So what's going on there? Um, is that you have yeah. the Phoenix Suns, right? So this is like a direct yeah. reference to to like the good energy, right? The sun. And then it's either the Knicks or the Knights that uh, Patrick Ewing was playing for. Uh, in that thing i'll I'll, uh, double check what it is but if it's the knights i mean you have like a fighting force which is the knights and the sons which is like like i said a direct a direct reference to uh what jesus is or what uh any messiah throughout time is it's like the sun god right um but yeah i mean like you said charles barkley patrick ewing those are the two main people that and you know they steal their energy with plasma they turn into plasma and they slither onto the court and they go inside of them and they rip their souls out and they rip their essence out. Yep. And then they literally act as if they are possessed, like they've yes. been possessed by a demon. And nobody wants to go on the court after that. Lakers even say, they're like, well, I'm not going on that court, man. There might be germs out there or something, which kind of reminded me of COVID, the way they did the lockdowns and people were scared to go out in public. 
I'm not saying that that's a uh, correspond. Like I'm not saying that that's connected, but it definitely it definitely is funny um, how that coincides with what's going on now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting too. Patrick Ewing went to Georgetown University, and that's the oldest Jesuit college in the USA. Wow. So. I mean, That's crazy, the connections are, are there, dude. There's not, I, I mean, I haven't looked into Charles Barkley too much, but I know him and, uh, yeah. him and Jordan were pretty tight. I wouldn't doubt it if they were all some, some way connected to the, the Freemasonry or the Jesuit order. Yeah. Um, now the, as, as they, when they go back, um, I kind of, kind of dozed off for a minute. It was a really boring movie for me. Yeah, dude. Um, my, my son enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so they call they're calling they, they take uh they take them down into what I call the prison planet. So um mm-hmm. they had this theme on many things because you got you got uh let's see the Dragon Ball superheroes, they have the prison planet where this mastermind is in control of all of them and they have to do what he says. And it's kind of the same thing with the Matrix, how they were in the uh while in the Matrix they have this this agent that's in control of everything. And if you get out of line, he comes down and smashes you. And uh, once they get out, once, once the major in the matrix, once they get out into the real world, then they have this master robot, this hive mind that's in control of everything. So it's very similar. And they do actually bring the matrix into the second movie. Yeah. I saw a little scene where uh, LeBron James says something like what in the matrix hell is going on? And then he gets sucked in. It kind of reminds me of, uh, Grandma um, goes Matrix on him. Yeah, <laughs> she, like, she goes. She goes. She does that scene. What's that girl's name? Uh, Neo's girl. Oh, in, in the Matrix. Scene. I don't remember, dude. But um, yeah, but what... they have the opening scene to the second Matrix, and then they do that same scene, but with Grandma. Oh shit! Okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a yeah. reference to this to this three D world. That I mean, mm-hmm. I wonder if what they're trying to say there is that like the world that we live in is just as fake and you know just as as like created as this cartoon world that we see to be fake yeah i mean that's what it is we we live in assimilation pretty much the only thing is it's between good and evil and we're in the middle of it you know that's the way i look at it that's my perception so then why yeah, do you think a, dude why do you think point. it matters if you like try to live a good life like why wouldn't why it, you know because i i'm not sure what we live in but in theory, if I knew for a fact, if we lived in a simulation, I wouldn't give a fuck what I did on this earth. I would, uh, I mean, do fucked up things. You know what I mean? I, that's no. just me. I, and I'm not saying that that would be the good answer to do. Um, but no, if, I, I didn't say we're in a video game. That's, that, they're saying we're in like a video game, like we're in a computer. I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm saying we're, we're in a spiritual simulation. So it's different. You know, they deal with physical but Yahweh's in spiritual. That's why whenever you have Yeshua's uh, communion, they try and say that's cannibalism, but that's not physical. That's spiritual. That's why we're, they didn't actually eat the flesh. It was a cracker. They didn't act or bread. They didn't actually drink his, his blood. It was wine because it was spiritual. It, was, it had nothing to do with physical. Gotcha. And that's where people really get that mixed up with the shape-shifting lizard and all that. Yes, Yeshua was not a lizard. He was not a viper. Um, you know, he actually talks about, about the, the Pharisees were vipers. Um, they're the reptilians. Interesting. He, okay. he, he makes, he makes, uh, I mean, he makes shape shifting. There is verses where he did shape shift, but he was divine. So therefore you, you know, the flesh could not hold him, but he stayed in the flesh regardless. And 
lived the life just so that he could die for us. You get what I'm saying? Like he could have came off that cross if he wanted to, but he didn't. He stayed because that was not his purpose. His purpose was to relieve us of our own sins, you know, and, and through him, he is the light. That's why, that's why Lucifer says he's the light bearer, but it's not. Yahweh is the true storm God. He is the true light bearer. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, not very educated. I, I say this all the time. I'm not educated when it comes to the Bible or or to uh, just religion as a whole. I'm really lucky right. though. I get to talk with. Um, hopefully, very soon, I get to talk with a uh, pastor. He goes by Pastor Sam or Pastor Samuel, Pastor and he's going. He um, I heard he has a website called uh, what the hell's the website called? I need to get it right. But what he yeah. does is he focuses on. Uh, what the Bible actually says about fighting a tyrannical government and about standing up for yourself and standing up for the weak, um, protecting your own. You know, the the way that the Bible seems to be taught to me is like Jesus was this big pussy that uh, was like a pacifist and he didn't ever mm-hmm. want to cause anyone any harm, whether they were evil or they were good. Um, but then like when you hear from people like Pastor Sam, Jesus was not like that at all. He was actually like a major alpha male that stood up for the weak and he would yeah, like he stood up, yeah. Yeah, he would fight these people that were that were, you know, doing screwed up stuff. Um, but yeah, dude, it's gospel gunslinger, dude. Or gunslinger gospel. Oh, okay. And uh, you see, yeah, they dude. were they were into black magic. They were still doing blood sacrifices to Bellow, um, all that stuff behind scenes, uh, you know. I hear a lot of priests and preachers, they like to say that we're supposed to to be for Israel. But if you look at the flag, for one, there's the Zionist symbolism is Satanist. It is. In its origins, it is Satanism. Um, the Star of David is riddled with the occultism. It's yeah. 666 with a hexagram in the middle. Yeah. And then I'm getting to that as well. I'm going to talk about that as well. Um, I don't want to get too... too uh, too down that rabbit hole because i can go pretty deep on it um okay i don't i don't i don't want to lose people um so so he extracted their talent through possession and then they even had to go to the doctors and they didn't know what the hell was wrong with them and everyone was like man like something's wrong with them like they're possessed or something they got some kind of germs you know i thought that was pretty funny well dude it's kind of funny too when they when they're when they're all scared about going back to play they all want to wear gas masks and it's like five of these people got screwed with and it kind of was like a nod to covid to me you know what i mean like just this is in 1996 too man this is a this is a while back yeah dude yeah they're all terrified of this germ that uh that they don't even want to play and they want to like kind of change their lives and and uh, they're like, yeah, you guys can change out in the hallway. You don't need to go in the locker room and all that shit. It's weird, dude. When And when you look at stuff from a conspiratorial lens, you can make all kinds of connections that aren't there. But some yeah, of them are can. so in your face that I feel like you're a fool not to at least acknowledge it. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't even think about what year did Kobe start playing for them? For L.A.? Yeah, I'm about to pull it up. Uh, I'm not sure. It had to have been in like the 90s but um yeah but i'm i'm saying i didn't i didn't notice if he was on there but he actually dang i didn't realize that so the charlotte the this this is some of the information on brian the charlotte hornets chose him with the 13th pick of the 1996 draft so that same year they made this movie he got picked on the 13th pick which i thought 13 is a bad luck it's uh it's lucifer oh shit the 13th demon 
He started in 96? Yeah, with the Charlotte wow. Hornets. He Holy graduated shit. from high school, and he started that same year. Well, everybody, another free portion in the books. Listen to about 45 more minutes of this crazy Space Jam Looney Tune talk, as well as some other things that are going on all around the world, interesting military movements and whatnot. Head on over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. I'll see you over there, guys.